The word of God for our meditation this morning is recorded in Luke chapter 11, beginning at verse 27. And it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. But he said, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. With these words, the angel Gabriel greeted Mary when he came to announce to her that she would become the mother of our Lord. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. This is how Elizabeth greeted her younger cousin Mary when she came to visit her while they were both expecting. Elizabeth was carrying John the Baptist, the forerunner, who leapt in his mother's womb at this greeting in recognition of Mary's yet unborn baby Jesus, our Savior, the Son of God. In Mary's song, known as the Magnificat, she sings, For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. We have an example of the fulfillment of Mary's words in our text today. Jesus had just called the Pharisees and scribes to task publicly for slandering him behind his back. His words so impressed those present that one woman, carried away by her admiration, cried out, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. Was this an appropriate response? It cannot be denied that God conferred a high honor upon Mary by choosing and appointing her to be the mother of his son. She indeed sets a good example to believers as the first person to receive Jesus Christ, in her case, physically in her womb. She obediently carried out the role God had given her as mother of Jesus and said to God's messenger, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. How are Christians to regard Mary? The church has traditionally used the title Mother of God or God-bearer for Mary, since the child she bore in her womb is true God as well as true man. Yet she calls God my Savior, recognizing that she is a sinner like us in need of a Savior. How did Jesus reply to the woman in our text, declaring that his mother is blessed? More than that, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Jesus' words may sound a little harsh to us. Didn't Jesus care about or love his family? We know how dear Jesus' mother was to him, from his taking care of her needs, even as he was dying on the cross. But as much as Jesus loved his earthly family, he had a higher calling. There was something even more important than blood relationship, and that was a relationship through faith in the salvation he was bringing. 
This incident reminds us of the account of the 12-year-old boy Jesus in the temple when Mary said, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. Jesus replied, Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? So also in our text, Jesus is about his father's business, building the household of God. Jesus knew the condition of the world. He knew who our first parents are, that we are sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. He knew we are born with original sin, that inherited condition that inclines us to disobey God in our thoughts and words and actions. Because we have inherited Adam's sinful condition and daily sin against God, we deserve the wages of sin, namely death. Jesus, the second Adam, was born into our human family to restore fallen humanity's relationship to God. Christ, the Son of God, took upon himself a human nature and became our brother. He did this to be our substitute, to live under the law and keep it perfectly for us, and to suffer and die in our place. Through faith in Christ, trusting in him, we are the children of God. As John tells us, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. It is God the Holy Spirit who works in us to believe in Jesus. Blood is thicker than water, but the Spirit is thicker than blood. Note that Jesus does not deny that his mother is blessed. He affirms it, but it would be misleading for him not to say more. More than that is more literally translated indeed, yet rather. To be physically related to Jesus as his mother was is surely a high honor, even greater than the woman in our text dreamed since she did not know about Jesus' miraculous conception and birth. But more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. How are we blessed by hearing the word of God? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. By faith, all the blessings of heaven, forgiveness of sin, eternal life, and salvation are ours. By faith, we receive the righteousness of Christ as a free gift. And at the center of the word is Jesus. Jesus himself is the word made flesh, who dwelt among us. Jesus alone did the Father's will, as Paul wrote to the Philippians. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. By faith, Jesus' perfect keeping and doing of the Father's will is ours. God's will is that all be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And Jesus says in John 6, This is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Baptism 
is our adoption into God's family. As the Holy Spirit works faith in our hearts, as Paul wrote to the Galatians, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We are blessed as we hear the word of God and keep it. Some translations have obey or observe. But the Greek word for keep here literally means to guard the word of God. We are to keep the word of God safely in our hearts as our most priceless treasure by faith. And then put it into practice by our fruits of faith. And then to guard it by our confession of faith, allowing no contradiction or alteration of it. In a parallel account, Jesus asks, Who is my mother? And who are my brothers? His answer, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. As members of the family of God by faith, we will want to do the will of our Father in heaven. God's word becomes our guide. There be, may be times in which members of our earthly family want to pull us a different direction. At times, we will want to go so badly with a friend and follow them because I don't want to lose that friendship. Or we'll follow some group because I want to be part of that. I want to fit in. When faced with decisions, when we feel the influence of peer groups or family members or any other outward force, remember what God's word says. Remember what Jesus has done to make you his own, to bring you into his family, his perfect life, an innocent death in your place. Remember that earthly ties are for earthly times. Our tie to Christ is for all eternity. Amen. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that of your great mercy, you have given us your holy and blessed word, by which you also among us gather your Christian church. We humbly entreat you, grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may receive your word with thankful hearts and live according to it, and ever increase in Christian faith and hope and charity, and at last obtain eternal salvation through Jesus Christ, your beloved Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.